Right then, let's do this shit. Welcome to episode 54 of the Console Ninjas Podcast. I'm Jay Stokes, and with me this week, probably fast travelling here from Glasgow, because that's what he likes to do, because he's a prick, uh, Willie Thompson, hello. Hello. And uh, sliding in, getting his back end out, as he is wont to do, is uh, Mr. Derek Ritchie. Would you stop describing my average weekends? It's not fair. <laughs> oh, obviously, those uh, little references were to... Um, the wonderful game of Forza Horizon 2, which I did spoke about before, but now I'm going to speak about it briefly again, because I've been playing it with you two fine gentlemen. Um, it's alright, isn't it? That, that, that's, that's an understatement and a half. I think um, we've been having some real good races. Uh, well, me and you have been having some good races, Del. <laughs> Will's been involved as well on, on occasion. I've still yet to figure out where the fast travel feature is while you're in a race. I kind of know fast travel to the finish No, thing. I think you figured it out. It's when you rubber band and crash into all of us on your way around the track. That appears to be your fast travel feature. Yes. I think we did find last night Will's problem um, when he's got the maximum crashes in a race is 156. <laughs> so um, 151, exactly the number of the original Pokemon, mate. I think we found it. Oh, sure. Um, so we know what you're doing wrong, really. You can't fucking drive in games. I challenge anybody to beat that record of 151 crashes in one race. Okay, listen in for this. When I do the final race, I will beat that. There we go. That's easily done. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we've been having some good laughs with it, haven't we? We've been yeah. trying out some of the online modes and uh, we've been doing some races. We've been doing a bit of uh, King of the Hill, which has been quite good. Yeah. Um I think it could be a lot better with more people, but we haven't really got more people, have we? Yeah, Nobody else is playing. It's been really unfortunate, because Derek, you brought your, your mate to the party. Yeah, Paul, I brought Paul along, yeah. Uh, me, you and him have played quite a few sessions together and had a laugh, but Jace has never been available, and then suddenly Jace is available for the past few nights, and Paul's never been Yeah, yeah, I mean, even I then, it would only be... so much better with the four of us. It would only be adding one more, but it's... It's still great fun. Infection doesn't work as a three-player game, I think we've come to the realisation of, but if you get a good game of King in a kind of medium-sized map, it's absolutely hilarious just to see everybody just, just missing the person that's King every time. The best thing I've found so far is just you line it up so you think, right, I've got him, I've got him. You go at full pelt and you just... Miss the back end of him go crashing into a wall all the while just swearing normally at Jace actually I tend to find <laughs> pretty much <laughs> when is it I'm, the I'm, I'm still me you're swearing at because I'm doing the exact same thing to you no I, I don't tend to swear at you simply because there's a lot of the time that I think you're a bit lost so it's okay <laughs> about, about um, half a lap behind you yeah yeah that, that's that's fine that's because me and Jace have had some very very close Races, uh, certainly a couple of nights ago, it was what two or three tenths at a time at points. 
Oh, definitely. We're on a, a, a very close level, I think, yeah. in terms of racing games in general. Um, I'll get a room. You get a fucking room. <laughs> and fucking fast travel yourself there, you arsehole. Anyway, um, what I was going to say about the game, though, is as much as I'm enjoying bombing around the countryside, fucking flying through fucking orange groves and all the good stuff there, it's really made me want to do some proper racing on a proper racing game. So it's made me want to go back and just do some circuit racing. What do you think, Dale? Are you, are you feeling me? Oh, that? yeah, well... I was looking forward to Project Cars coming out in November. Now, that's been pushed back, probably for its own good, considering how busy the time of year is, but that is something that I am cannot wait to get a hold of when it comes through, because the list looks really expansive. The amount of cars there is fantastic. It's it's going to get me back into the pure time-trialling, shaving those hundreds of a second off each lap. Which I think that's the bit I'm missing. Yeah, I mean, you, you can do it here. The Rivals events are really good for that sort of thing and pushing you to go a little bit faster every time. But because of the way that it's an open world game, there's no such thing as a kind of really true line through each of the race courses. You're not. I see, and you can't really for, learn the circuits, yeah. can you? Like you can on a proper on a proper race. Yeah, exactly. You're not really penalised for going too far off the uh, strict line because they don't want you to have less fun by doing that if that makes sense whereas circuit racing you need to hit the apexes at the right speed to get the best lap out of the car so it would be good to get back into that habit when project cars comes around I think whereas meanwhile I'll still be waving my wee Forza flag well so will I I mean there's 168 championships to get through and I do intend to get through every single one of them yeah, Jace hasn't even made it through 15 yet, have you, mate? Uh, I now have five to go after today's little session I had. It's because so you've been pho- photographing all the cars, isn't it? And that's that's what you've been doing. I've done all the roads and photographed all the cars. I've done all the, all the bits that I like without using any fast travels and without using any assistance. But um, that's just me doing it properly all the time. <laughs> anyway, enough about how wonderful I am at racing games. Um, who else has been playing something else we can talk about? Well, I have been playing the inaugural, the yearly, the triumphant return of Call of Duty. This time oh, with... Oh, God. Hang on. I'm just going to put Forza back on while you talk yeah, about it. I'll yeah, give you yeah. a fucking text when you... That's fine. But in a turn up for the books, this is actually a pretty good single player campaign. I'm not going to talk about... Colin bullshit. I'm not going to talk about the multiplayer because I don't really play the multiplayer. Ever since I've got Titanfall, I tend not to play real other multiplayer shooting games, but Call of Duty this year, done by Sledgehammer, as opposed to um, Treyarch or Infinity Ward, actually looks as if it's had some decent ideas for a change because of the way that they've incorporated this whole exoscoot, uh, exoscoot? exosuit abilities into the gameplay. So, you effectively turn into this half-man, half-cyborg, climbing up walls, double-jumping badass, basically. Uh, The level design is kind of the same as any other Call of Duty, but it's not as punitive as it's been in the past. It's a lot more colourful than it's been in the past. And the firefights and the kill zones that they've designed are interesting in that they're mostly multi-tiered. They're a lot more open. 
and it doesn't it isn't as prescriptive in saying here's a corridor it's a very thin corridor just shoot everybody in front of you you've got some leeway to do tactical things this time hmm. <coughs> and how's it using obviously because it's near future and stuff like that there's lot, got to be lots of drones and stuff like that oh yeah, they, yeah, they, they, oh, they love well. a drone they love a good drone any, any remote control doggies in there? No, you still get attacked by dogs. I, I feel very sorry for dogs in Call of Duty games because they're the only animal that appears to have any form of violence against them. You don't get attacked by any other form of animal. It's always a dog. So I have not punched... attacked by house cats then. Well, exactly. You don't. You just don't get that sort of thing. Passing squirrel coming jumps on you. There's, there's no point that you get attack foxes or attack dolphins in Call of Duty games. It's always a dog, and I'm pretty there's a sure for that, mate. I've punched at least three dogs square in the face now while playing the game. I've probably shot a few as well, but I've definitely punched at least three of them. Is that the anime? Is the is the prescripted? Prescribed animation to punch them in the face this time, then, because uh, usually it's usually kind of grabs it and twists its neck, doesn't it? No, it's I've, it isn't really a prescribed animation this time. There is one section where it is very scripted, but for the most part, you do what you always do, which is that you run back <laughs> like a really professional soldier. You run backwards while shooting it in the face. Start cutting a dog around a level. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's. That's that's the one thing about Call of Duty in that it's it's modern warfare. It's a kind of arcadey description of what would happen in a theatre of war, where actually all you do is you run backwards and shoot somebody as you go. Oh God, don't shoot me! Um, With theatre being the operative word. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's all Meanwhile, you've bomb just been after. shot nine thousand times within the space of a day. Exactly. I mean, it's still got all the bombastic stuff that I like Call of Duty. The, the reason I play Call of Duty is because it is the Michael Bay of video games. It's big, it's expensive, things blow up, it's all entirely impractical, but it gives you a decent endorphin rush nine times out of ten. And I think they've done a really good job of giving you a solid endorphin rush of enjoyment this year in the single player. Don't know about the multiplayer, haven't touched it, but the single player is something I'm enjoying going through. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing in the world, it's not, it never will be. But I come out of each mission having played it and gone, actually that was a lot of fun, I like doing that. I'd, I'd, I could do, especially the drone that they give you, which I think is in the second level, it's just a pure murder machine. Absolute, it's got twin, um, twin miniguns attached to it. And he basically, he just launches it in the air and he says, yeah, could you go and take them out? And I thought, oh, I might have to be a bit stealthy here. It might be a little bit weak because it's a drone. No, you just go in and you literally level the area in front of you. I think I massacred about 30 enemies at one go. And I just went, okay, why don't we just use this all the time? Why do we bother <laughs> wondering about point. it? I don't understand. Because the game would be dull. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's good, it is, and it looks fantastic. The The facial animation that they've got going on in this game is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I'm not in any way surprised by all this stuff that you're saying, mate. As, as you know, Derek, I'm, I, I like to give the whatever the most recent Call of Duty is a rent each year yeah. and, and give it a bash. And look, last year's was no different. I'll probably get this at some point. I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Generally speaking, 
they're short campaigns, and they, and I think you, I couldn't, I probably wouldn't enjoy them if they were too long. I think you get a bit fed up of the whole. I know, as you say, this one sounds like it's a bit less corridor shooting, shooting. Yeah. But they are kind of shooting galleries, and you're kind of getting dragged about the, the level, usually yeah. by another character. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ghosts was not a great game last year by any stretch. This is a, this is a it. definitive step above that, but yeah. it's it's a popcorn thing for all the um, oh, what is it? all for the great serious titles that we've got now that come out from both an indie and the AAA space. Call of Duty is a kind of little throwback that I have every year that I just go, you know what? I just sit down and I enjoy a game and I don't think too much about it. I just go switch, through it. Switch off that part of your brain that's. That's trying to figure out what went into this, and yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. get, and then and turn on the part that goes, ooh, explosion. I mean, to put it put it this way, there's no other game that I can play where I play a, a guy who, on a jetpack, attaches a device onto a wing of a plane that slices the wing of the plane off. Nice. No other. <laughs> I don't understand why they thought that was a thing. Why they wouldn't just try and go into the plane to try and take it over? But no, so let's let's attach it. And what does it do? What well, just slices the wing off? I'm fairly sure there's easier ways to take a plane down, but none are spectacular. That's that's the Call of Duty way. It's not that it's the most obvious thing to do. It's the most spectacular thing to do. Right, that's enough. You've had your, you've had your minutes to talk about COD now. That's it for the year now. That is. COD. Sorry, I'll be back next it. year. I promise. <laughs> Go on then, Will. Take us back up from the the depths of the uh, codness. What have you got for us? Um, okay, don't. Have you finished that? Have you finished that bloody alien yet? Yes, that's what I was going to talk about first. Um, I know I've already kind of spoke about it, but let's be honest with ourselves. I was a bit of shite bag with it when I. <laughs> the time I'd come on and spoke. The time Do you I think. Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. Let's be honest here, Will. The amount of times on any WhatsApp conversation that you've gone, I'm playing aliens. Can someone please come and talk to me? <laughs> is the and that, I won't deny that that still continued to be a thing, um, but as I said, but the last time we spoke about aliens, I think I had played about four and a half hours in total of the entire game. I hadn't got into the meat and veg of the game at all. I think I'd only encountered the beast like two or three times, and I hadn't really got into it. But something happened. Like I think it was last week. Um, and I think I got into a party. Was it for you, Dale, while I was sitting playing it? Uh, possibly, possibly. And I sat and I did play it in a party while I was in a party with Dale. But the second day, the day after that, I couldn't get anyone for the party. But I'd got to the point where I'd played such a huge chunk of it while talking to you that I was like, I want to see what happens next. Probably mostly to do with it. And yeah, mild spoilers here, but we're talking about an alien game and you know what to expect here. But probably mostly due to the fact I'd got to the point where I'd got to that and I'm doing the air quotations here I had got rid of the alien do you know what I mean and I was feeling a lot more brave and running about the place but yeah I'd probably get into this game once you unlock that flamethrower uh, the whole game completely opens up for you you don't need to you don't spend half as much time hiding in lockers anymore suddenly you get that whole triumphant yes I can go about you come and get me mate I'm going to take you down um, but yeah, overall, it was a it was a really really good game. I think it's it's po- probably the first alien game 
that is has lived up to the movies for me. I'm very, very pleased with it. That's the, it's pretty much all I can say, because I've already said pretty much everything there is to, to say about it, and anything else would be going into spoiler territory, so... Yeah, I, f- I finally braved it, and I did play the end of the game by myself, just to point that out. At least the last three hours I played by myself, on my own. So be proud of me, Jess. No hands were held during the end of the game. <laughs> but, yeah. Was there any fast travel, though? Did you manage to fast travel around the place and cheat? Oh, there's technically fast travel in it, but you can't help but not Fucking to. do not want to <laughs> Well, technically you have to get into a train car thing that takes you to the next area, but you can't walk to the next area, you need to take the train. So, I had to fast travel. I'd have fucking found a way, I'd have fucking space walked there and make it. <laughs> Rest assured, had there been fast travel, <laughs> I would have done that shit. Not a problem. Fast travel me past that alien, please. Um, But, yeah, very, very, very good. I really recommend that game. And... For those who talk about the uh, five false endings in the game, Stu Cullen, I'm looking at you, mate. That's an exaggeration. There is one false ending in this game. Um, I don't know if that's spoiler territory, but as I said, it's an alien game. You know what to expect for that point of view. They never get onto the ship and go away happily, do you know what I mean? Um, There is one that happens in the middle of the game that you can't call a false ending because it's on chapter 10. And if you look at the achievements, you know there's 18 chapters. You ain't getting rid of the thing in chapter 10. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, there is one false ending at the proper end of the game. And, yeah, look forward to that. But it's not as bad as it was made out to be. I didn't have that constant, how is this game not finished yet? I I always felt it was reasonable in its timing. And that's it. (laughs) That's Alien Isolation. Get it. Try it. Fair enough. Um, I'm glad you actually got through it because I thought you were going to take about 15 years because you were doing half an hour at a time and then fucking crying into your pillow for the fucking week afterwards the thing's pretty scary mate but to try and alleviate all that tension uh, I I got a go on Sunset Overdrive now you're you're dying for a go of this aren't you Jess I am but uh, financial constraints at the moment mean I can't fucking play the bastard thing I think when it comes to it, mate, you are gonna you're gonna enjoy this game. It's just the right kinda the right level of mental for you. Derek, you've got it as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it is properly nuts. Properly nuts. Yeah. I don't think I get it. I don't have a problem with it per se. Um I just think it's it's not my type of thing. I don't know if it's because it doesn't have a decent narrative. I was going to say fast traveling, but it has. But it has <laughs> fast traveling, and I have used the fast traveling. It also has another thing that you absolutely hate in games, Jess, which is the ability to unlock the locations of all the collectibles on the map. <sighs> you don't like that kind of thing, Jess? It makes me sad. You know it does. But is it if it's optional, then I'm all right. It is. Yeah. You have to go to Mister Two Hat Jack. Don't tell me, because I'm not going to do it, so it doesn't matter. Well, Mr. Two Hat Jack is the uh, weapon salesman in the game. He also sells you your ammo and stuff like that. But yeah, he will sell you the collectible maps to go around. And all you need to do is just set the locations for the next one and just run along, pick it up, and then head for the next one. Really great. (laughs) 
My only problem, as I said, the traversal system in this is a lot of fun. Not playing any missions, I can have an absolute ball in this, just travelling from one place to another. In fact, I actually enjoyed picking up the collectibles more than uh, doing the actual missions, if that makes any sense, because I would just set my destination and I would try my best to not touch the ground between here and there. Uh, and that that can be a whole lot of fun. Uh, my only problem with it is when it comes to any t- type of serious shooting in the game, because it's very imprecise, you're constantly flying by enemies at a great speed, and suddenly it asks you to protect these VAT things, and I found the only way for me to get accurate shots and keep the enemies away from the areas that I needed protected was to suddenly plant my feet in the ground and take them out, and I know that's playing it wrong. Do you know what I mean? They, they completely discourage that. You're, you're, none of your... your uh, is it your amp still? Yeah, but so did you your... find that the traps you were setting were not very effective? Mm, they were doing alright, but it gets to the point where they've fought their way through the traps. Do you know what I mean? And it gets to that last wave, and they've broke through your fences, which I always found by the time it gets to like, there's a minute left, they've broke through the defences, and I'm having to properly fight them off. And at that point, grinding about is not an option anymore because I can't concentrate on taking out anybody who's close to the vat. So that that was the only place that it kind of it kind of falls falls down for me is anything where it's asking you to be precise uh, can be really really annoying. But uh, there's some really really good um, traversal levels. There was one in particular where you have to go up to a penthouse. Um, um, I can't remember what the objective was for, but you had to get to the top of a penthouse and. <coughs> There was, it's like two buildings, one across the road from each other, and a lot of the wires go back and forth across them, so you have to like grind up a little bit, go onto the balconies and work your way across a few of them to the next wire to grind on, and you're constantly back and forward. Jetset radio. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, pr- pretty much. But yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun, but I mean, ultimately... The shooting's it's... meant to be imprecise. This is not a standard third-person shooter in that regard. It's... Yeah. It's all area of effect type stuff. You're not really... I mean, the main enemies, what they want you to do is find weapon combinations. So for the big harker things, which are the giant enemies, you what you really want to do is set them on fire and then use another weapon to take their energy down faster, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in this for people who like um, combo building and stuff like that as well. But as I yeah. said, unfortunately, it's not my thing at all. I had a lot of fun, as I said, with the traversal. And any any levels where you're just fighting enemies and you don't have to take on anything in particular, maybe they just chuck you into a big area and the the idea is just to grind about the place and kill all the enemies. In t- and you don't have a set time or anything. You're just unleashed to kill them. And that, that was a lot of fun. But it's just whenever you've got an objective that needs defended or enemies you need to kill within a certain amount of time, that was when I struggled with it. And, I don't think it's because the game's not good. I think it's because I'm not good at the game. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the multiplayer, the final part of the multiplayer is the VAT defending that you've just discussed. And with one person, it's a little bit crazy. When you put six people in there, it just goes nuts. But it goes nuts in the best possible way. I've never seen so many effects being used in one go on a single screen. It's absolutely crazy but it's such a visually exciting sight that 
brings me around to something else that's a point that I'd like to make is that this game's screaming out for co-op. And I don't mean the multiplayer that we played, like the kind of sticking into a few random challenges. This game could really do with a full co-op mode to play with a friend. Uh, I think I would have a lot more to, I think I would have kept a hold of it and played more of the game if I had someone to play it with and laugh at some of the jokes with them. Yeah, I can see that. that. I can understand why you'd say that. Especially when it comes to the VAT bits and stuff, but I think you could have a lot of fun with someone. And when we were stuck into the the multiplayer together, we were getting a brief chance to take a look at each other's character and do it, but then suddenly you're getting called to the next objective and you need to move on. I mean, to be fair, yeah, I, I don't... Love to just... I can't give a flying monkey's what other people's characters look like. It, I've never... Cosmetic stuff's never been that interesting to me. To this day, I don't understand why people buy cosmetic stuff for their characters because does it matter? But that's that's yeah, pure, that's purely just me, to be honest. It's... I wouldn't use actual money like and like, world money. I would use uh, in-game money, like you get the currency in this game to buy stuff like that. I but... know, but even then, it still confuses me. It's like, oh, look at this really nice hat I can get for my character. It's like, so, but I, it's just me. Uh, it's, it's one of the, I don't get it. I just don't get why. Especially if it I, if it gives you a effect, then maybe. But if it's just a hat, I think that might well just be you, um, Jace. You're all about the customization as well, aren't you? Am I? I don't know. You like a bit of that. Stick <laughs> up for me here. Derek's been mean. Uh, I'm not so bothered <laughs> about customization, really, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess it's I want not numbers just you, popping Derek. out people's heads and fucking. Stuff on the screen, that's all I want. Yeah. I like my character to look different from your character. And I like laughing at some of the silly things we've done. I mean, you were in, in the, the old Saints Row with your Joker character and my Harley Quinn character and stuff like that. Yeah, but that, that was... Yeah, that was a, a special thing, though, wasn't it? That, that was quite a, a deep customisation thing which could be used to make whatever you wanted and we kind of prove that. So, yeah. I don't know, I kind of like jumping into... Especially if it's a co-op game. I like jumping in and looking at the state we've got all our characters in here and stuff like that. But, as I say, maybe it's not just you, Del, then. I don't know. But, uh, um, for now, I'm done with the game. Uh, I think I did most of the first island. And I'd, I'd started doing a few missions on the second one. But, as it stands, I now have a copy of the Master Chief collection sitting here. So, I doubt Sunset Overdrive is going to get much of a play. So, I sent it back, and I am hoping to get Dragon Age next, so I'm, I'm done for now. Well, fingers crossed it hasn't taken like half a day to install the Master Chief Collection for you. That, that's done, that's one one big install, that bastard, I tell you. I never even noticed. I, I put in the disc, um, I came home for, for lunch from work today, and the, the disc was sitting behind the door. I popped it in the system. Uh, it asked me if I want to install it. I said yes, and then I left the house. No, so I I didn't even notice how big it was. Is it what size is it, mate? Uh, Fifty-seven gig. Once all done and dusted. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've I've had a little dabble in that, but it's not worth talking about yet because all I've had is the first level in Halo One. Is it is it a bit like Halo? It's a lot like Halo. <laughs> Some would say it's almost like a Halo game. Oh, don't go too far, man. It's a bit like Destiny. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just as a little side note, and this is just a real side note, the soundtrack to the Halo 2 anniversary is gorgeously good. 
I've been listening to it for the last couple of days because it's available on Amazon and it is really, really well done. I'll have to. I think I need to have played it in the game first to kind of get the context. Because I generally, when it comes to game soundtracks and movie soundtracks, the whole reason for listening to them is I like to visualise the things, the cool things that were happening on the screen. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So I, I've never been one for just liking like random but nice like game music and stuff. I well, I mean it's. Like to, to be slightly off, I mean, they're, they're all just riffs on what was on Halo 2 originally. So it's, yeah. there's nothing particularly new here, but what they've done to it is really quite impressive. Anyway, I think we're now on to our final ninja, Mr. Stokes. I'm the final ninja now, am I? I'm the, the, the one that gets called in at the end. Well, it is the end, uh, and you have just been called in, so yes. Yes, you are. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, I have been playing something else, actually, even though I haven't been having a lot of game time. Um, I was quite excited for and did download on launch day Civilization Beyond Earth. Um, no, I can be jealous, mate. Now we can rewind in time. Civilization I've been playing since Civilization 1. Um, my favourite ever game in the Civilization series up until this point was uh, Alpha Centauri, which was... Civilization 2 with a theme whereby you were um, colonising a brand new planet. And obviously you had things like aliens and um, finding new technologies and new materials on these planets. And it was always something slightly different from the normal Civ, which really interested me and I really love that game. Um, and I've, I've played it as, as recently as about six months ago. Um, so this was supposed to be like the spiritual, although it was considered not to be the direct successor to Alpha Centauri it was the spiritual successor to Alpha Centauri uh, using the Civilization 5 engine mainly um, doing the same sort of thing so effectively it carries on from when you've finished the game and taken off and left Earth it's the next steps from there so you go to um, a planet somewhere and you start colonising this planet um, as you'd expect with it, it does follow a lot of the same things that Alpha Centauri did. You've got different kinds of materials, uh, different kinds of landscapes that you don't get on Earth. You could probably marry them up with the same things um, or, or certain things in the normal Civ Five game. You could probably marry the two things up and say this is effectively this and this is effectively something else um, if you really wanted to, but I don't do that. There's no point. Um, the initial thing I've got from it, I've probably played... Um, less than 10 hours of it maybe 8 hours of it so far and even on quite low difficulty settings the initial thing is this game is fucking hard the uh, indigenous life on this planet that you come to are just fucking mental you know in the Civ games you have the barbarians that roam around at yes. the, the start of the game and, and start kicking your ass well obviously you have different types of aliens roaming around here and they're just total badasses um early game you can lose units really really quickly um, as soon as a couple of these alien nests open up um, they'll, they'll swallow all your units so when you're doing that early exploratory phase where you're trying to find the resource pods and trying to find um, crash satellites and that which is the same as finding the ancient tech in Civ uh, 5 if you send somebody out alone that's quite weak you're very quickly going to lose them and then what should come along but these massive big fucking worms which are 
I like to think of them as the worms off uh, Beetlejuice, but they're probably more like the worms off June, to be honest with you. And uh, they kick everything's ass. They're fucking just tremendous things. So um, it's a bit of a struggle at the moment, a bit of an uphill struggle to really get a game flowing. I think uh, I've restarted four or five times and not got particularly far before I've run out of units and the worms are attacking and I get a bit disheartened with it. So, so this weekend I'm going to attempt again to get a bit further and uh, that's it really. That's all I've got to say for now. What have you got to ask so me? Does it... Well, the, uh, the biggest question I would ask is obviously when you play Civilization, the biggest challenge in Civilization are the rival governments who are trying to cra- capture land, having a wee fight with you, demanding your resources and stuff. But I take it you are the only government on this planet. It's just it's mo- no, basic, no, 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 right? no, 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 no. You have your six, six, possibly seven different factions that all land in their own pods. It's good that they all landed the at the same place and they all chose the same world, didn't it? Didn't bother to go for different ones. Well, I'm pretty sure that it's one spacecraft that's left Earth and all. It's broken up into different factions. I don't fucking know. Don't read, <laughs> read, read the documentation for it. I haven't read the documents. Um, but yeah, you have the different ones and you get somebody... Um, again, you get somebody who's focused on war. You get somebody who's focused on um, taming and, and getting to live with the alien life. You get someone who's all about the monies. You get someone who's all about the resources. Someone's all about the science. The usual yeah. things that you get in all of them. Um Realised in exactly the same way, the same sort of interactions, the same sort of pact between them, um, declaring war, exactly the same, really. It's very much uh, a reskinned Civ game, if you like, just with those extra bits that this alien world brings to it. The um, upgrade trees and stuff, the, the research trees and that are slightly better in this, I think. Um, also a bit alien as well because obviously when you're playing Civ and you're going through the research things you know what writing is and what mathematics and flight and all those different things that you yeah, unlock all the, re- all the research trees you know what they all are yeah. um, but obviously those top end ones you get to the biomechanical stuff and engineering stuff are the base ones in this game so you're, you're moving on from there so um, that quickly gets a little bit confusing so, lots of readings we need to do, to be honest. Do you find that the same strategies you used in Civ Five can be used here, or are you having to learn new strategies? Is it a, a reasonable amount of just pick up and put into the new game? It's like, I know what I'm doing here, or is there still a decent learning curve so that you're not... You don't feel as if you're just playing a reskin, for example? Um, I think... I haven't been able to get into enough of a flow on any particular game to properly feel um, the right answer to that question yet. Uh, because of this, this extra difficulty of dealing with the alien life forms and um, generally just when you're on certain squares, things are killing you without without you knowing what's going on. So once I've got around that, I think, then I'll be able to form some sort of strategies. But at the moment, it's diff- still very much just feeling out my way and and trying to find out what the best ways of doing things are you know do i do i try and build lots of uh, cities early on or do i try and um, build up one big city and and, and make that strong it's, it's those things i'm not quite set on yet but that's that's probably a good sign because if it was a simple pick up and place from civ 5 
you wouldn't be having to do this. You would already be in a situation of, I know what I'm doing already. It's very much the same sort of game. So they've made strides in that way to make sure it's not just a another skin, for want of a better phrase. What about the? Do you know much about the victory conditions for it? Because obviously, uh, no, not yet. Right, because I was just wondering. Because obviously, we um, all the sub games you get with your standard, your uh, war victory, your you know leaving the planet, your technological one, your cultural and your economic, all that kind of stuff. But I'd be interested to see what the victory conditions are for this game. Obviously, you'd, I'd imagine one of them won't be leave the planet. Well, I think it's it's very much like um, it, I, I did obviously win some games on Alpha Centauri a lot of times. So um, on that one, there was things like um, being in total synergy with the planet was one of the groups. So um, you get to uh, befriend and be part of um, an ecosystem with the local wildlife and the local um, plant life and all that stuff. So that was one of them. Um, obviously, the scientific victories in there, the all-out war victories in there still. Um, there's probably one for enlightenment. There usually is some religious enlightenment one on there as well. So I think all those main things are in there. But in terms of getting off the planet one, I don't actually know. Uh, I'm just, just interested, but you'll need to let us know about that one, Chetra, again. Yeah. yeah, one day, in about 15 years' time. <laughs> also leads to the very interesting line of Jace in space, which I'm sure we can find something to turn it on. Space, space Jace. Jace. That, that works. We all like a bit of Space Jace. It does. I'd love to play this with you, Jess. Oh, I'd love to get yourself a decent laptop <laughs> and buy yourself the game and the world is yours. Basically, spend yeah. money well. That's what we're saying. Pay to win. <laughs> pay to play. Pay to play, aye. <laughs> Fast travel oh, right, to a so... new laptop. But yes, uh, I might talk about this again another time when I've, when I've got a bit further in it. So um, that is me done. Cool. So is that a spent then? So, if nobody's got anything else to talk about, we may as well bring this one to an end. A bit of a short show, but uh, nice and concise, I think, in this term. So, we will be back shortly, I think, with another show. Um, but until then, remember, you can give us any comments on what we've said, any feedback at all, to the usual places on Twitter, at console underscore ninjas, or on the email, console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. And, um, yes, we will catch up with you very shortly. Thanks, gents, and uh, we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Love you, bye.